Hi, my name is Lisa Hawkins, and I'm with Christian Warrior Woman, and I am author of the book, Taking Back Your Faith, Family, and Future. So today, I am going to start with confidence. You know, it's almost, you know, we almost overhear it, but we lose what the meaning or what the value is to to your life. Yes, it is a mindset and it definitely comes from within versus some of the just demonstrative things that we could do, whether with our voice or with our eyes or with our hands and how we present ourselves. We need it to come across authentic and for it to come across authentic, we have to we have to do some work on ourselves and that's the part that no day or couple of hours of a course or a workshop um, that's for a few hours can really break through. It can chip away, but confidence, believe it or not, also relates to vulnerability. Because when you're confident in yourself, you already accept that some people will accept you and some people will not. And you've come to a state in your emotions and physically to understand that, that I'm not here to please everyone. And when we talk about pleasing, we talk about how we live, how we respond when people want to overtax our time, we overextend ourselves. I'm guilty of that a lot. And it's not, you know, we always look at confidence as sometimes as bold and this, you know, demanding and, you know, you walk in a room and everybody just like stands to attention. But confidence also is being vulnerable. And what does being vulnerable look like? Being vulnerable is putting yourself in situations that you may fail and you may think you'll fail. I'll give you an example for myself that later I really had to um, give myself a pat on the back if you can ever do that. But you'll find that this is what you can do with yourself. I had always dreamt of ballroom dancing. And here I was, a single mom with three kids. My ex-husband never wanted to do ballroom dancing. And so I put this dream to the side of something I always wanted to do. And you'll have to read the book to find out how I got the motivation to do it. But the piece that I'm, I'm talking about as far as being vulnerable, when I started taking lessons and started doing classes, there weren't really folks my age just starting out. I had all these young, sexy, 20-year-old bodies, you know, they just move a little bit and they look great. And here I am, middle-aged woman, a mom, and I'm trying to now catch up to where these folks are. And I'm working hard and I'm working out and stretching and, and doing all of these things. And I wasn't trying to do trying to be like them, but I was trying to use them to motivate me, to use them that even though everyone who was 
excited about and friendly with the things I was doing as younger, I didn't let that hinder me. And so did I did I start off looking like a star? No, I was stumbling, didn't get steps. And then you figure out the steps and, you know, and, and I would stop the class to ask the person teaching, could you do that one more time? Can I see that move? And it feels like that kid that, you know, everybody's like, oh gosh, everybody else got it. They didn't get it. But you know what? I set in my mind that I'm here to learn something. And I understand if I was younger, I could probably swivel my hips a little faster or move my feet a little faster. But I was here to do my very best and to learn and to not allow um, other people who were in dance their whole life or competed in ballroom before defer me from getting what I needed. And this is a principle that I learned in the workplace. And so whether in the workplace, you know, I, I have sat in meetings with people who were clueless about what was going on. And I was doing the same thing. And at some point, I said, you know what, I'm not going to get better unless I ask questions. And who cares if the questions, uh, if they think I should have known this or whatever. I don't, and I need clarity. And do you know, every time I did that in the job, in the workplace, I found someone else later said, oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. I didn't know what was going on either. And I said, then why didn't you say something? They didn't want to say anything. So I learned over time that if I'm not clear about something, the smarter thing to do is to get clarity because then when I move forward, I'm confident in what I'm doing. You see, knowledge can make us confident. Um, information, you know, is being given or asking someone to show us again. And so many people in the workplace, people who worked for me when I was in corporate, I would ask them, Does there, is everyone clear? And people would say that and then I would stop and say, okay, the reason why I know everyone's not clear, because you should have been asking questions by now on how are you going to make this happen. So for you, you'll be surprised. People can judge you not only for the work you do, but the questions you ask. And I always tell people when I'm working with them on interviewing, interviewing for a job, it's making sure the questions you have on that job interview are sound and that you're asking a question. I always tell people I always would ask a question that will require a good bit of time to answer because guess what? Then I've slowed them down for asking me 50 million different, you know, off the wall questions. So if I go in with the right questions, I can even up the interview. So. I hope that kind of gives you a couple of examples of how you can be seeking information and knowledge and still be confident because clarity of your mind and of your thinking and of, of your flow helps you then think of solutions when you understand the problem at hand or the situation at hand. So what does a confident person do? A confident person gets clarity. So for one, they get clarity. Two, 
they allow themselves to be vulnerable. By me doing the ballroom, for example, as I was talking about, I went from taking the classes to competing, which to be honest, everyone, I had been ballroom dancing about three months when I, and when I decided to compete in a competition. And there were people there that were like, what? You've only been dancing three months and you've never did ballroom before. They were like encouraging, but like shocked. And the interesting thing for me, it was, this is something I wanted to do my adult life. And I'll get to compete. I'll get to have that experience. I'll learn and I'm going to practice to get ready. And the, the wild thing was at that competition, and this happens to me all the time, I happened to be the only African-American female competing in ballroom in that particular um, competition. But what I found very encouraging that this wasn't what I set out to do, that afterwards, so many um, there other minorities that came up to me and said, wow, you know, seeing you compete, it gave me the confidence that I'm going to do it the next time. And people knew that I hadn't been taking lessons long, but I had the outfit, I had the shoes, I had the attitude, and I got 20-something um, different ribbons and awards for the competition and placing whether in first place or second place. I can't remember if they had a third place, but if they did. And I was very proud of myself. And so it led me to compete again in another um, competition later that were national competitions. And it helped me gain confidence because I had judges that gave me some feedback on on things I should do and um, how good my mambo was and that I should really... Um, you know, compete in Mambo. So sometimes when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, and believe it or not, my partner was only in his 20s. So I, I, I wasn't even competing with someone my age. But it was a great experience. I love ballroom dancing. It doesn't mean that I'm the best at it, but I love it. And my confidence was built in doing something that I was def- would have definitely been the oddball out, but turned out to be something that I wound up meeting a lot of great friends and and talking about, oh, I got to work on this, or oh, I got to stretch that, or oh, you know, I need to work, and people were willing to help me. So I think when you talk about how to work or how to achieve confidence, it's being aware I would add being aware of your of your limitations and being aware of areas that you need help and doing something about it. Because we can sit around all day saying this happened to me or this isn't working or this isn't blah, blah, blah. Or we can choose to say, you know what, I'm not good at um, reducing costs on my P&L. These are the things I've done so far. And I need to ask someone else who who's doing this well, what am I missing? You know, once I share with them, this is what I'm doing and what am I missing? Many times in the workplace, you you feel like someone is going to steal your ideas or someone else will get credit for what you do. Don't let those type of thoughts limit you. Other people 
are willing to help, if you're willing to step up and say what you need help in and not let what they're thought of you interfere with that. So hopefully that's clear there. So confidence. So what else can we do as far as steps in confidence? We can be, we've already talked about, you can put yourself out there. You can um, be vulnerable. You can ask and share with people areas that you have needs. The other things, and I touched on it just lightly, is on the third one is when you fail, own it. Don't make excuses. Don't say what someone else should have done. Don't say, I, I, I should have did this. And it really upsets me when I hear a woman say, oh, I'm just stupid. That's like the most ridiculous thing to say. It's almost like you're trying to say something you think someone else is thinking about you. And that is not an idea that you want to put in someone else's head. So do yourself a favor and never put yourself down about something maybe you failed at or something that didn't work out or an idea that bombed. Just own it and claim it and say, you know, this was the problem. This is what I thought would solve it. I obviously was wrong. And so I'm either going to um, have to revisit this and get coaching and get advice and seek advice to get it done. But don't go into, I thought somebody told me this or put it on, on somewhere else. Just own it and say that, you know what, I'm going to fix this and get to the bottom of it. And I'm going to ask all knowledgeable parties um, for support to make it happen. And this is whether, and if you're in a relationship and you've done something that you think has could bring harm or potentially bring harm in the relationship, own it. Say, you know, I know my behavior in this situation can leave you with doubts or concern about me as a person. But let me make this clear. I do not plan on um, having this happen again or whatever it may be. But um, people respect people who take responsibilities for their actions, good and bad. And so when something doesn't work, I'm always in the workplace. I managed, you know, thousands of people. And the person that I was willing to go to bat for is the person who, who just was honest and said, Lisa, you know, I thought this was going to work and I tried this. It didn't. And I got to go back to the drawing board and I'm going to think of something else. Or I am definitely open to any suggestion you may have or who you may think I should work with. That kind of response makes you, number one, feel like they value the person's opinion. And then it gets them to own some of the success with you. And that gives you what? A team player um, persona. And when people have similar things happen to them, they'll come to you. And believe it or not, you will learn so much. You learn a lot by taking, which is my next one. This is the fifth one, is willing to take risk. Confident people take risks. Now, am I saying they take risk um, 
in all areas and things that are, you know, they're jumping off mountains. That has nothing to do with, that's a daredevil. That's not confidence. But they, they challenge the status quo. They are looking to pave their own path. And so when someone is confident about themselves, they want to leave their mark. And for myself, in the workplace, that was something that I always wanted to do. And someone would tell me, the last manager did X, Y, Z. The first thing in my mind was, oh, well, we got to beat that, you know, because it's now Lisa's game to, you know, overshadow. So when the next person comes, they can give them a higher bar. Now, I would say in the workplace and relationships, I wasn't confident, not from on the inside. I was confident from the outside. I looked like an extrovert. I was trying to make sure that everybody saw me in the right light. I, I was checking all the boxes on making sure I was in perfectionism was overwhelming and trying to make sure everybody thought had good thoughts about me. I, you know, never was really sharing what I really thought, but was sharing what I knew um, would put me in the good light. Why? Well, one, I was always the only woman in the role, and I was always the first minority in the role. So I was always trying to make sure that I represented women and represented my, my race, um, because I didn't want to limit future women and minorities being hired. But at age 35, you may have heard me say this before, at age 35, I blew all of that up. And I said, I'm not here to represent anyone but myself. And every promotion and everything that I do from that point on was going to be without regret. It was going to be, I was going to be bold. I was going to be risky. Things that I thought that were great ideas that I was holding in because I was afraid. What if it didn't work? What would everybody think of me? I just went forward and said, everything on the line now. And when I did that, there were like five promotions in less than seven years. And even moving to a different company. And what did I get? I got results. And so I always say, that if you want big results, you have to take, when I say big risk, I was studying, I was understanding my business, I was talking to people, I was talking to the people who worked for me, I was analyzing things every which way so that when we developed a strategy, I was confident in the strategy because I had gained pieces from the people around me. So, how can we have confidence? I've talked about the workplace. I've talked about in our personal lives and maybe hobbies or things we want to pursue. But in God, can we have confidence? We can have confidence because the word helps build us up in confidence. Our prayer life helps build us up in confidence. And we have to, number one, be confident in our faith because God says he is always with us. And if we choose to live and surrender our lives in Christ, we will see miraculous things. We will see the Lord activate things and present things to us in our lives that we will know that's God. That's God. And that confidence will be built in our faith. 
in our family. And that means when challenges come, we have confidence to walk through them, to face them, because we have a history and we have the knowledge that we have worked on. So when we talk about confidence, we want confidence that deals with our whole life. I used to have confidence in my work life, but in my personal life, I had almost accepted, well, you can't have it all. So I've got it in my work life. But did I really? I had a performance. I wore a mask. And what I learned in in doing the work for inner healing is learning that my confidence now comes from my relationship with God. And what I know as habits, healthy habits to do to understand my business, to understand what I'm getting involved in. And for example, I didn't have confidence as a first-time author. I had no experience at this. But I prayed, and the Lord, I kept putting it off and putting it off. And I was like, oh, this isn't me. Who am I to write a book? Oh, do I want to share all my personal business? Oh, you want me to be vulnerable, Lord? And the Lord kept saying, and then put this in there, too. I was like, that, too? Lord, can't I share this story for another book? But the Lord kept pushing. And when I released the book, then I was like, well, how do I market this? I'm unknown. How do I get this, you know, out there? And the Lord brought every day a new knowledge, a new understanding, and the process. And the book wound up being a bestseller on six in six different categories within the first 90 days. Who, who could have done that but God? So when also our obedience, God responds to our obedience. And then when we see the results, what does it do? It builds our confidence. So I hope today that our, in the discussion about confidence, that one of those examples can share with you the opportunity to step into a vulnerable situation, maybe in a relationship. And maybe there are feelings that you haven't been sharing. Maybe you're uncomfortable about certain things, or maybe you're unsure where the relationship is going and you need to have a conversation. I want you to be confident that you are worthy and you are worth knowing the answers that you need to make the decision if this is a relationship for you or not. You need the confidence if you believe that you should be making more money at your job, that you do the work in finding out how is the the best way for me to present my case to get a pay increase. You see, we have to do something with confidence because we have to believe something. We have to believe that our worth and believe that our plan and our strategy for our life, we have to have confidence in that. And last but not least, we know that God is always for us. So in all things, pray about it and read a scripture that helps you feel in your soul solid about how you're going to move forward. Wait on the Lord if you need to, to get confirmation. But the bottom line is, it starts with who you believe you are. And then be willing to be vulnerable, be willing 
to ask and do things that will make you feel uncomfortable. But I promise you, the result and the return on that exposure is going to make you smarter, wiser, and make people gravitate to you in a larger way. So you be blessed, be confident in God, and I can't wait to hear um, your good news about how your confidence have moved you to a different level. And so I'd love to hear from you. Please comment and um, send me a message, and I will be glad to respond to any individual questions you may have, whether it's in the workplace, relationships, in church, or just in faith in general. But you are a warrior woman, and everything in your life is worth you fighting for it and for you being strong and courageous and achieving it. God bless you. Have a good day.